Welcome to Get Your Book Done. I'm your host, Christine Closer, a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author, award-winning publisher, and book writing coach to thousands. I love helping aspiring nonfiction authors write, publish, and promote their best books because there's nothing more powerful than writing a book to transform your life, your readers' lives, your business, and ultimately the world with your message. So let's get started. Well, welcome to today's episode on unleashing your inner rebel and writing your best book. And if you can feel that little part of you, I know I absolutely have an inner rebel. I know my amazing guest today, Kendra Araujo, has her little inner rebel. And for both of us, it has helped us write our best book. So I'm so excited that you're here to listen to this conversation because, you know, it doesn't always work to go you know, down the same stream that everyone else is going. Sometimes you have to really find your own inner rebel and unleash that in order to unleash your book into the world. So I am so excited to introduce to you my guest today, as I mentioned, Kendra Araujo. And Kendra is actually an interior and rebel lifestyle designer. She's a best-selling author, speaker, and world traveler who helps women break free from societal expectations to design their dream lives. After fulfilling her lifelong dream of traveling the world and get this, visiting 35 countries in less than two years, Kendra took a break from her successful interior design firm against everyone's advice to help others achieve their dreams like she has achieved hers. And she is the author, I know the book because we published it for her, of the number one bestseller called Mom is Not Always Right. So welcome, Kendra. I'm excited for the conversation today. Oh, thank you so much, Christina. I'm very excited to be here as well. And just share how, yes, sometimes you just have to go against the norm to produce your best book, your best work, just be your best life. Absolutely. So tell me first, like, how did this whole author path happen for you? Was it a childhood dream? Was it something that, you know, showed up, you know, in a flashbulb kind of lightning bolt moment? How did you get onto this author path? You know what? It was definitely the latter. Well, my childhood dream was to travel. And as you just mentioned, I accomplished that a couple of years back. And I remember our very first trip that we took, we took off for almost six months and we visited close to 25 countries. And I remember that was like my biggest life's dream, just getting accomplished. Like it was this big, oh my God, I did it. And what I realized upon returning and just sharing this message and talking to my friends, talking to people that would ask us about the trip, the first thing I heard from them was, oh my God, I love it, but I couldn't. Or, oh my God, yes, oh my God, that's my dream too, but, but, but. And all these buts were coming up, 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 and I like fill in the blank with whatever reason you can think of. And I was getting all of that. And all I could think of was, if I could do it, So can you and just about everybody else. So I need to tell people, I need to let people know that they too can accomplish their dream, whatever that dream is. And that's where this, like, I just have to write this book. I have to just put it out somehow. Writing a book seemed like it just hit me. Like, this is what I have to do. I just have to share this message. I I just can't keep this to myself. I love it. You know, some of the best books I know come out of that, like natural unfolding of conversations that you're having with people. 
because I'm sure having lived it and done it and lived your dream, like anytime someone came to you and said something like, yes, but, and some of you listening right now might be like, yeah, like I really want to write this book. Like I've had this message in me for years. Some of you, I know decades, um, but you know, there's always this, but, and like, but is the most unproductive, like nothing good really happens after the word, but, and I love it that you took other people's butts. I agree. Um, and use that to help you get your message out to really help people live, you know, live their life more, live their dreams more. So for the person who's like inner rebel, like, I, you know, that doesn't really identify necessarily with um, that rebellious piece, what are some tips you have for our people who are, you know, here because they want to write their books and might need to unleash that part of themselves a little bit more? Like how might someone be able to access part of them that maybe they haven't accessed before that is the inner rebel? Great question. And you know, first off, I would just like to tell everybody that if you've been thinking about writing a book and haven't for any but that you can think of, that's okay. You don't need to judge yourself because I feel like that's the first thing we do. Like, oh my God, another year went by, another year I didn't write or I didn't travel or I didn't, you know, whatever you wanted to do, learn that other language or whatever it is. And judgment doesn't lead us anywhere. So the first thing I want to say is we all do it. It took me about three years to fully actually write the book and get it published. And it wouldn't have happened without Christine Help. That's just the truth. But before starting that, I procrastinated a lot too. So first off, let's not just judge. Let's, you know, it's what we're doing. It's what we're just doing the best we can. And sometimes that doesn't mean accomplishing everything we want on one go. Now, as far as accessing your inner rebel, the first step is just really taking a break, taking a step back and asking yourself, what is it that you truly want? You know, sometimes we get caught up in life. Life happens. Last year, definitely for a lot of us was a big stop in what we were doing. And a lot of us like realized, am I doing something that makes me happy? And other people, some of us didn't even have time to wonder. We were just trying to, you know, get going and continue our, you know, lives. But the very first step is really just taking that step back and asking ourselves, what do I really want with my life? What do I really want? And like, what would really make me happy? You know, am I happy with what I'm doing right now? And just start opening yourself up to those answers. And if somehow the answer is not yet, I, I feel like this book would really help me get there. And that's the first step. Sometimes we label things and they seem so big. Like when we look at someone like, oh my God, they published a book. How am I going to get from where I am to that end over there? But there were a thousand steps to get there. So start with step one. Do you really want to write the book? Yes. Then what's step two? What do you need to do about it? Right. And then step by step, just really slowly asking yourself, what do I need to do? What will really make me happy? How can I get this done? So well said. And you know, here's the thing. It's like, for me, I'm just going to share my inner rebel story just a little bit because, I mean, I never identify with being a rebel. I was one of those people, like you mentioned, Kendra, who, you know, just sort of like was doing what I was supposed to be doing. You know, I was like the middle child. I never rocked the boat. I just did what I was told to do. You know, really an easy kid for my parents to parent because I just kind of, okay, I'm, this is the little lane that I'm in and I'm just going to be in this little lane until my senior year of college after I'd been on one too many of those on-campus interviews for a job in banking or insurance that I would, had no interest in, 
like every part of me that was a like um, closet inner rebel came out. And one night I made a decision. I'm like, I'm not doing any more of these on-campus interviews. Like I'm going to hop in a car and drive 3000 miles from here to San Diego after I graduate, not knowing anyone there, had no place to live, had no job, had to work a little bit that summer to get enough money to go. Like my inner rebel just like took over. But I was, you know, prior to that moment, I was very, I don't want to say caged, but just very much in a box. So just be gentle with yourself as you explore into this conversation. These questions, Kendra, are so powerful. I hope you all wrote them down. I know you've heard them before, but when you really sit down and ask yourself, what do I really want? What would make me happy? You you might find out that there's a book you really want to write that maybe is a book that you haven't even been writing because you thought you should, quote unquote, be writing another one. So great point there in asking what I really want and what would make me happy. So hopefully those are all written down. So tell us a little bit, like it's, you know, it's an interesting title. Mom is not always right. (laughs) So um, how did you come up with this title for your book? Like, was that your own experience? Definitely, definitely. It was my own experience. And I have to say this in the most positive way. My mom is the most amazing person. We just had to realize we are different people that wanted different things for myself, right? I remember there was a point when I was 14 years old, and I remember this so vividly. I was doing homework for my junior high graduation. It was a Catholic school, and the nuns were not very much into letting us be who we are. It was very much about just following the rules. And we were doing this questionnaire for that it was going to be like a presentation at graduation. And we were supposed to fill in the blanks with what do you want to do? What do you want to be when you grow up? What are your dreams? What do you like? What do you don't like? All those kind of things. And I remember doing the homework in the kitchen table with my mom cooking dinner. And I was going through every question and just answering them, just sort of talking to her about them. We we're just like going over them together. And we got to this one question. And it was, what is your life's biggest dream? And I remember answering immediately, like I knew in my heart the answer. I said, oh my God, my life's biggest dream is to live life to the fullest. That's all I want to do. And I remember my mom, she sort of paused dinner. She dropped the spatula. She turned around and she's like, no, Kendra, that's not the answer. The Mm -hmm. answer is, yes, more like be successful or you know, grow up and have a big house. And she didn't say family. I remember that she didn't really like try to put that role onto me, but it was more about like, be successful, be happy, you know, have a nice home, something like that. And I said, yes, mom, that's great. But my life's biggest dream is to live life to the fullest. (laughs) And she didn't really get it. And we just sort of moved on. But I remember that moment as the moment I realized what I want for my life is very different than what my mom thinks I should want or what she thinks society expects of me. And I made a promise back when I was 14 to myself to just follow my heart as best as I could for as long as I could forever, if it was possible. And since then, I've been trying my best to do that. And that's where the term mom is not always right comes from, because sometimes, sometimes we let other people tell us what to do and they do it out of love. Like our parents are doing their best and doing everything they do out of love for us. 
However, sometimes we are living in different worlds, right? Different times, different realities, different dreams. We're just different people. That doesn't mean we need to just stop talking to them or just anything drastic like that. But definitely giving ourselves the opportunity to find out who we truly are, what we truly want, and being okay if those things are not what our family expects, what society expects, what someone loving us expects from us. Because we owe it to ourselves to live our best life, to do what we truly want, to travel the world if that's our dream, to write the books, to start the company, to, you know, change careers, just quit and start all over somewhere different, whatever it is that we feel like we have to do. We owe it to ourselves. We absolutely do. And every single one of you who's listening to this, like the book is a part of that. And, you know, I, the, one of the things that I find really interesting about the book, and I want to ask you a question about this in just a moment, is for a lot of people, writing the book in some ways is like they're coming out. It's like the first time that they're really willing to put themselves out there and say, you know, this is who I am. You know, th- this this is who I am. And And I've had clients who are like, it's going to be really weird when some people read my book because like I've known them for 25 years, but they don't know this about me. Oh yes. Like they're going to read my book and they're going to be a little bit surprised by finding out all these things that they didn't know about my experience. And that definitely like being willing to share yourself like that definitely takes a little bit of that rebelliousness. I think of like, okay, I'm just going to do what's right for me to do, irregardless of what other people, you know, have to say about it. So how would you say that that inner rebel in you helped you write your amazing book, Mom is Not Always Right, which by the way, of course, we have a link to it over on the show notes. So if this is resonating with you, be sure to go grab a copy. Um, But how for you did like this, this, you know, inner rebel in you help you write this amazing book? You know, I love that you mentioned that because that is something we all go through. Again, going back to seeing someone publishing a book and saying, oh, how can I ever get there if I'm, the word's not ashamed, but the word is more like, I I don't even know if I could face other people with this truth, right? Just like the example you just shared. And the truth is that happens to all of us. Like it thoughts come up for all of us. And I just remember making the decision that I need, like I said, my mission to empower other women to follow, to share this message was stronger than my what will people think and that's actually a chapter in the book how to letting go of what people think because again we go back to this is our life we have to do our best and that's where that rebel comes from like this is just me being the truest me that I could can be but yes that happens and the way to go over is to go through it like a lot of other things you just do it you just write it. And once you hit publish, you just get over it because it's out there. Yes. But don't, I mean, (laughs) and this was my experience. Like the first time I really published something that terrified me, it was when I shared the story (laughs) of going through bankruptcy and foreclosure in one of my, and then my first uh, wave of my Pebbles in the Pond anthology. When I shared that story, like it, it was probably one of the scariest things that I've ever done because I'm like, this is it. Like, everything's out. You know, people can never want to work with me again because of what they now know about me, but it also freed me. Did you find that in putting your book out there, that even a deeper level of your own expression and freedom came as a result of being willing to let that rebel out and write what you needed to write, put out this amazing book, but did it kind of uncage you even more through the process? I'm just curious. Oh, 100%, 1000%. And I love that you mentioned that because that is so true. Once you 
overcome that, that's it. There's no more fear. Like once you share that awful story or not awful, but that almost secret story, that part of you that almost you never wanted anyone to know because of X, Y, or Z, once that's out there, what else is there to fear? It's out there. And there's this strength, this inner courage that comes from that, this liberation that is undescribable and that I wish upon everybody because there's no like truer freedom than just the freedom to be yourself. And we have to go through this almost like rite of passage of going through that experience and then sharing that experience with all of our fears inside to finally be free of them. It's amazing. It truly is amazing. And I don't know, I mean, you can, you can tell me if I'm wrong, certainly, or bring another perspective to this, but I kind of feel like a book is, I think, the most powerful, potent way to move through that transformation that leads to that depth of freedom and expression and liberation, because it's not like you're going to some seminar and having some breakthrough in some room with, you know, 200 other people who are like all there for the same thing. And then you go home and it's like only those 200 people kind of know about this, you know, big breakthrough you just had or breakdown you had or what usually the breakdown before the breakthrough, but like writing a book is like taking the, the, guts, the essence, the energy, the everything of who you are and putting it on the page to then intentionally put it out in the world for people to see this is who you are. And for me and like most of the people that I've ever worked with are like, this is this, like they had no idea how much the process could actually help them, you know, release that inner rebel and free themselves as a result of it. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I'm curious, just in general around a book being a really potent and powerful tool for the transformation that you're looking for. It's just, it's a tool that's out there, not stuck inside. Oh my God. Yes. So much. Yes. Because it's a personal transformation for sure. It's almost like therapy and transformation. And then also changing lives all packed into one, all packaged into one book of a few inches, you know, it's amazing because not only to write it, do you have to come back to everything that happened, whatever that book is about, especially when it's self-help, of course, you go through all your process, you go through everything that you learned, you have to sort of like, not summarize, but go back to the experiences, the lessons learned, what you felt. And when you're sort of, sort of like reliving all of that, putting them into paper, you sort of heal that part as well in some level, and then you publish it. And like we just said, you let go of those fears because while well, it's out there, there's, it's not like you can unpublish it, at least not in that moment. Some people got it in their hands and that's it. And it's really, truly self-healing. It's amazing. And then on top of that, if you have the benefit that you're also helping other people go through the same process and maybe making their lives easier, it's just rewarding. It's amazing. So definitely, I agree with everything you said. Well, I, I didn't need you to agree, but it's like, yeah, we're on the same page. Okay. Because <laughs> um, that is how I feel. And it certainly is what I have witnessed in, you know, all the clients that I've coached over the years and all the authors that we've published. It's like, there's so much freedom that they have that they could not have really gotten any other way is um, kind of how I see it. So having been through this journey, what tips wisdom, golden nuggets do you have for all of our people who are listening, who are not yet published authors and still in the process? Like what, like if you could just say, 
you know, a couple things to help them stay on this path. Like I know you learned a lot through this process, but so what wisdom from the process of writing do you want to pass on to our listening audience? From the process of writing, oh God, the process of writing the book. If I'm being honest, and this is, I don't know if you've had this before, you probably have, I wrote the book fairly quickly. I wrote the book in less than six months. It was more like five months. And to get it done so quickly, I did have support as far as accountability. I remember getting external accountability. Otherwise, I would have just procrastinated on it. But it was, for me, the hardest part. Once that accountability was done and the book was written was the next step. It took me almost a year and a half, if not closer to two, to be built up the courage to take the next step. The next step of actually approaching you, for example, on um, editing, you know, the whole process of actually publishing the book. That was the part that scared me the most because once I wrote the book, so that was like the first obstacle, if you will. Okay, getting the book out there. And to me was uh, self-discipline that had to be, that came into play because I work really well, accountability, like almost under pressure. And since this is a personal process, there's not really anybody behind you saying, are you done? Are you done? Are you done? Not if you're like doing it on your own. So that's why I got external accountability, but through an accountability coach to just help mm. me stay on track. But once that was done, no one, no one was after me to take the next step. So I just saw almost head. I said, yes, I wrote this book. I wrote this book. And then I just wouldn't take the next step. And that's where you have to build up that courage because taking the next step made it real. And then taking the next step made it even more real all the way to the realest point of actually getting published, right? So for me, it was really about learning to ask for help when I need it. Asking for help when writing the book that's what got it done, asking for help when editing and getting and going through the process of publishing. Because if you've never gone through it, you've never gone through it. So you have no idea what it's like. And a lot of times we've, we can be very DIYers or we can be very leaning into other people, but we have to learn who we are and what we have to do in order to get things done. And for me, it's really about getting close to people that can help me that know how to get things done when I don't. And just accepting that I needed the help, accepting that it wasn't going to happen unless I reached out and asked for help because we, we don't have to do it alone, especially if we don't know how to do it, right? If we don't know what to do. Writing the book itself or the, the process of writing it, I also had help as far as the structure, how to write it, how to, what goes where, because if it was all up to me without any of this help, I would still be thinking about writing a book. So definitely asking for help is the one big lesson for me. Recognizing where I'm not great at and asking for help, right? Especially things we just don't know. The asking for help is so important. I think one of the very first authors that we actually published, Dr. Nikki, with her book, The Intuitive Mother, um, she had her completely written edited manuscript sitting in her computer for three years gathering cyber dust. And I met her at a seminar. It was, it was actually a Lisa Nichols event. And I met her. And I was like, we got to do something about this. And then the book came out and, you know, she heard how it literally saved people's lives. She wrote it for new moms dealing with postpartum depression. And she heard from readers that she's saved lives. 
but it sat for three years because she didn't know how to publish. Thank goodness, you know, the universe placed us both in that room with Lisa Nichols that day. And she had the courage to stand up and talk about and be honest about her situation. And we got it handled. And then she came back to us to publish her second book because like the first book's experience is so awesome. But I always say there's three places that authors get stuck, writing the book, publishing the book, and then once it's published, like continuing to market the book. And that publishing hurdle, um, Kendra, you're not alone in feeling, because once you, once you work with a publisher who's gonna help you do it, you know it's really gonna be real. And it does, there's a lot that goes into it. So I'm so grateful that you did find us. And you know, for those of you who have books and you're like, oh, I really do need help publishing, you can just head over to the show notes because the link is there for my publishing company, Kapusha, C-A-P-U-C-I-A, kapushapublishing.com. Um, you'll see uh, Kendra's beautiful book there on our author's page. But anyway, Kendra, this has been so juicy. I feel like we could have talked for like another half hour or hour, but really just such good tips for everyone today. The big things I know I want you to take away from today are what do I really want and what would make me happy and understanding that the journey of writing a book is like the fast track for the personal and professional and even spiritual for many of you um, growth and expansion and development that you're looking for. It really will help you be free. So Kendra, I know you have a resource that you want to share with people and this is over on the show notes. So Kendra, you want to just tell people what you've got for them um, for free, I think it's a little teaser of your book. So you'll want to go to show notes to check that out, but um, anything you want to share about that resource and any final words before we wrap up for today? Yes, of course. So there's two free chapters for everyone listening on my book, Mommy's Not Always Right. The two first chapters of the book that really give you an understanding about how to and why you should unleash that inner rebel. But mostly, Mommy's Not Always Right. About It's about really loving yourself above all else because I believe it all comes down to self-love. Even deciding to write a book is a process of self-love. I said, I just love myself too much not to go through this, not to accomplish this dream, not to put all this out there or heal myself through the process or you know, build that career, whatever your reason is, self-love should be at the core of everything you do because it's about loving yourself more than the obstacle. And that's truly what mom is all about. And then getting super clear on what that dream is. Those questions that we said earlier, what do you really want? Are you happy? And if not, what would make you happy? And just taking that action towards that because that's so key, right? But it's a step-by-step process. And again, no judgment, just ask yourself, what do you want? And if it's about writing a book, definitely reach out to Christine. If you have no idea, download the two free chapters and get clear on what you want. And just remember to love yourself above all else. That's the most important thing. This is your one life. Make the most of it. Oh, Kendra, thank you so much. And please, I encourage you all to head over to the show notes to get those two free chapters. There's a link to the full book. Um, I've actually been like holding on to your book and flipping through it as we were talking today. And like, you're just, I mean, just get the book for the pictures. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the content is amazing, but the pictures also kind of tell the story of like how amazing your life can be if you're willing to really listen to your own heart and soul and love yourself and give yourself to the gift of the life that you really do want. And, uh, you know, for those of you here, writing a book is certainly part of that. So I want to thank you, Kendra, for being here. Really wonderful to chat with you today. I appreciate your time. And I know that our listeners are probably leaning in and uh, taking notes on this one. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Everybody listening. Thank you for being here as well. You can do this. You can get your book out there.
Yes. And I do want to thank you all for listening and especially to this podcast, you know, where it's not just about, you know, the nuts and bolts of writing the book. We do cover those things, but it's also about the journey of writing the book and doing it in a way that really does transform you, transforms your readers, your business, if you've got one or you want one and ultimately the world. So thank you for being here for listening. And until I hear you or see you or be with you on the next episode, write powerfully everyone. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Your Book Done. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to everything we talked about today. And if you want my help with your book, head over to christinecloser.com to learn more and get a free copy of my book, The Transformation Quadrant, which will show you how to blueprint your book in 15 minutes or less. The Get Your Book Done podcast is where the leading conversation is happening for transformational authors everywhere. And I'm grateful you tuned in.